episode 41 of the WAP, a.k.a. the Whack-Ass Podcast. And David, if you may. There's some dorks in this house. There's some dorks in this house. There's some dorks in this house. Uh, man, what a cultural phenomenon that song is. And uh, it, it's just a beautiful song. Um, popping the zeitgeist. And speaking of not popping the zeitgeist, uh, I'm sure the loyal listeners of Underemployed are wondering... Uh, where we've been the last few months. Well, uh, truth be told, the show is very much a... Uh, it, it's very dependent on sports and co- pop culture. And unfortunately, David, uh, what happens during a unprecedented global pandemic to the things we rely on? Those, those things tend to not happen. Yeah. So unfortunately, we've not had a lot to talk about. That's why we've done... Um, the uh, the bracket episode we did the Q and A we did the uh, the show with Brittany and also just uh, to to keep it even funkier with y'all some 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 southern funk in this in this mess uh, I I won't I'll speak I won't entirely speak for David but I've been going through a bad spout of uh, something either it's depression anxiety something like that for weeks, months. And, uh, you know, this podcast takes a lot of effort as silly as we like it to be. Uh, we want it to be good. So, uh, you know, there hasn't been a lot of energy for these, but, uh, you know, that's just, that's just life. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've had a bit of a, a hectic last couple months between my furlough and moving again. And, yeah. um, you know, life in general, it's yeah. been, it's been a little, little chaotic, but it is good to, sort of come back to some semblance of normalcy. So yeah. Jack, it's let's jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say right before we start, um, so for some so for some clarity, um, we did record an episode yesterday, but David was on his phone and didn't like how the audio came out from it. So later this week, we'll have a bonus episode of some moments from that that didn't make it in here um, and, and all that. But we're recording again for you people, uh, for the betterment of you people. And so, thank God Almighty, sports are back. We've been back yep. after a long absence. And this is a show that will primarily focus on sports, on the wide world of sports, the wide-reaching love of sports. Um, and uh, just because of when we're recording this for some context, it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday, which means i got to go to work in about an hour and a half or so. We will keep this a little short. So... I have a timer in my hand, and by timer I mean a cellular telephone. And we uh, we will go over some topics from each sports, but we will limit it to five minutes. By the way, for those of you keeping score at home, uh, they may be longer or shorter than five minutes because of how I edit the show. So uh, for those of you weirdos with a stopwatch trying to make sure that um, we're a man of our word, uh, don't do that. Just don't. Again, this is for you people. David, we care about our listeners. Sure. 
Enthusiastic, I agree. Now, what we will do is we will start with hockey. And David, uh, this will be on the bonus episode, was you explaining the weird like play-in seating, all that for hockey. So you don't have to do it again. But give me your uh, your overall thoughts so far of what you've seen in the hockey bubble and what you know your expectations are going forward. So there are two bubbles. You have your Eastern Conference bubble and your Western Conference bubble in Toronto and Edmonton, respectively. Both in uh, Canada. Yes, both in Canada because they have their shit closer together. Yes. It's, it's a horizontal row, <laughs> or it, it, it's a diagonal row, but still a row. Um, so what we have in the East, uh, we had currently, as it stands, we've got Bruins versus Canes, Caps versus Islanders, uh, Flyers versus Canadians, and Lightning versus Blue Jackets. Bruins, I believe, are tied. Caps are down three, uh, down three nothing. Uh, Flyers are uh, tied. Tampa is down, as I remember. Um, I could be wrong with this. Um, out of the East, I will be quite honest with you. Uh, I could very easily see either the Blue Jackets or the Flyers really making it. Uh, I think that they've got the most going on, the best sort of either coaching or on the hottest run. And that's a lot of what it takes in the NHL is to just have especially a goalie on a hot run. Uh, In the Western Conference, we've got Golden Knights at Blackhawks. We've got uh, Blues at Canucks. We've got Stars at Flames. And we've got Avs at Yotes. Um, The West for hockey this year a lot like basketball is just top to bottom better you know anybody on their day could beat anybody in the west um my predictions out of the my my sort of favorites teams out of the west i would say probably uh the golden knights the avalanche the flames and the coyotes uh those would be probably my final four pick of those i i personally like the flames and vegas uh, I think that Flames have just got the right sort of attitude and they've got people sort of hitting at the right time. And then Vegas is just a really, really good team top to bottom, um, especially having picked up Robin Lehner in the end of the uh, trade window, which gives them a really solid uh, backstop for their defense because Marc-Andre Fleury, while great in the postseason, or while great in the regular season, is historically inconsistent in the postseason. And so... Oh, go ahead. Well, what was your question? Well, I was going to say, um, I know you mentioned this yesterday that you haven't seen a lot of West Coast hockey, but is there any just feel you've got out of the West? Like, oh, I feel really strongly about this team or just not nah, kind of what I've seen. It's Calgary and Vegas. Uh, Calgary is just a team that I historic that I just have, have liked for a long time. Uh, I don't have any, you know, anything beyond the couple of games that I've seen where, you know, they've got an excellent agitator in Matthew Kachuk, who also chips in, chips in a few goals. Uh, and they've got Johnny Gaudreau, um, who's you know one of my favorite one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, and then Vegas is just you know Marcia So and Mark Stone and uh, William Carlson and uh, Nate Schmidt. You know all just fun players to watch who I think really bring a sense of presence to the occasion. Um, they're all battle tested. They've been to you know Stanley Cup final in the last two years. So this is a team that knows how to win 
even though they're only a two-year, two, three-year-old team now. But they, they, they have that sort of ability to get shit done. And then uh, last thing, I guess, is how, from a local angle, what's been wrong with the Caps? Um, having Backstrom out has certainly not helped. Uh, having a really inconsistent D defense has not helped at all. Their power play has been not great. Uh, it's the worst power play that they've had in eight years. Um, there is some sort of growing concern that Reardon is out of his depth as a coach. So it remains to be seen. I think that they've still got a good core of players. You know, obviously you have your big, you have your big three, Backstrom, Ovechkin, and Holtby. Uh, but then the supporting cast is still pretty good between Kuznetsov and Eller and Vrana. And uh, Ilya Kovalchuk was an interesting pickup. I didn't really particularly like it, but you know, we are where we are. He's a, one of the best skill position players in the game, I would say, even at 37. And then, uh, so I guess last question, we'll get you out of here on, on this. If you had to guess right now, what would be your Stanley Cup hockey final prediction right now? Uh, I would say probably I would say probably Flyers-Knights. And that's good for two reasons. The Knights have a very cool aesthetic, although it doesn't matter right now. They're playing in a bubble. And, um, yeah. And the Flyers, as we know, we are huge fans of Gritty on this podcast. We are Grittisons, baby. Grittisons of the United States of Grit-America. Um, salute that. Gritty is Antifa. Don't ever forget it. That's, 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 that's more on your end of the aisle than mine. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll let you handle that one. Um, all right. So Champions League is next. Uh, same thing. I This is... So, this will be even shorter because we're down to final four teams. So, uh, so give what you've seen and what you kind of expect. Yeah, I guess going forward, maybe there's less of it, but yeah. Bayern Munich, if they're not the betting favorite, they should be the betting favorite. They look the best team by a good distance. Uh, they put up, they put up uh, an eight piece on Barcelona. Um, I mean, there's not much else to say beyond that. Like, you know, they, they they've got probably the. the the breakout player of the season in Europe in Alfonso Davies, a 19-year-old Canadian left back who is, uh, he, he plays in fast forward. It's, it is, I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to think of like an American sort of sports star who's comparably fast. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind it's, you know, he's not as fast as Ty- Tyreek Hill, but like, yeah. It, that's it's that same kind of level where he's just leagues ahead of everybody else. Yes, him jogging and he's still catching up to people. When he goes full tilt, there's there's nobody in Europe. I don't think there's anybody on anybody in in professional soccer. You, you, get you were, away from him. You were explaining when we recorded yesterday that one of his teammates. What does he like to do during a post game oh, interview? Uh, Th- Thomas Muller likes to interrupt interviews, just doing the roadrunner noise because he calls him the roadrunner. Shout out to, uh, I think LeBron's about to wrap up his Space Jam production. I don't know if that'll make it in the show. I'm just, uh, I, I just know that when things get back to normal, we will have an episode dedicated to Space Jam too. I just, that's fine. It's so, that's fine. We'll so, have a breakdown. so, so going forward, um, what do you see for the final? Um, so we have three, there, there are three teams that have the potential to win it for the first time. Um, with PSG, uh, RB Leipzig, uh, and then you know, obviously Bayern Munich. And I'm, why am I drawing a blank on the last team? Um, Atlanta. No, Atlanta was <laughs> in the 
uh, Lyon is the is the the last team. Um, I would say um, the next. See, let me pull up the next round. So the next round is RB Leipzig versus Paris Saint Germain and Olympic Lyon versus Bayern Munich. I would really love an RB Leipzig versus Lyon final. Uh, I doubt we're going to get it. Uh, I would not at all be surprised if if Bayern just you know not necessarily crushes um, Lyon but handles them pretty easily. They're a good team. You know, they're all good teams. They've made it this far, but I think Bayern's just got too much. And so that's so you're going with Bayern to win it all too. If you have to make a pick, I'm. I, yeah, it's the it's it's the chalk bet, but like it's chalk. The chalk's chalk for a reason. So yeah, chalk is chalk for a reason. You know, it's it's not going to get you a whole lot of return. But um, yeah. it's, it's it's but it's vanilla ice cream. There's a reason why it's the most popular flavor. Yeah, like. It, it, it's hard to find. It's hard to find a flaw with that team. Yeah, and you know, Lewandowski scored. Lewandowski's the best player in Europe this year. Um, Gnabry and uh, um, Davies and Goretzka and uh, you know they can pull they, they pull Coutinho off the bench. Like their bench, uh, some of the guys on their bench could start for most of the teams in Europe. Like they they, they are just that good. So then, if that's the case, then from I mean I know this from other sports. If you've got the guys on the bench who could start otherwise that means you got the depth that means you're you know yeah. you're yeah. you're in good shape then yeah yep and with the uh, the added bonus of being able to use five subs uh, that absolutely changes the nature of the game and really change so because of covid because of I was gonna so say, many games okay. because there's been so many games in a short span of time uh, what the UEFA at least has done is allowed the use of five subs in the league and uh, 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 you know, specific club competitions. I mean, I guess real quick, because you do have some time with this, how do you feel about the five-sub thing? Um, I don't mind it. Um, you know, I I can understand sort of more purists who, who don't want, who, who dislike it, but considering the fact that the Champions League now, especially Champions League and Europa League, are now bumping up into what would normally be a pre, in, into the preseason time of the year, um, I think it's the smart thing to do. I personally think that they should probably do it at least through half of the next coming season. They won't, um, at least not in England. They're going to go back to three subs, which I think is not going to be great. And I think is going to definitely hurt everybody come Euros next summer. Uh, those players are going to be exhausted and they're going to be tired and the quality of the quality of play is going to be bad. And we're probably going to see some, some serious injuries. Well, then that'll be, again, because soccer plays year-round. We'll, like you mentioned, we'll see how that goes going forward. Uh, you did mention COVID-related changes, and that has been very apparent in baseball where, you know, mm-hmm. doubleheaders are seven innings and, you know, it seems like the, Card- the Cardinals. Um, it seems like the Nats and the Orioles have played like 10 times I know. in the last eight days. So, so for those of you who don't know how baseball did their schedule, they made it so only that you're playing teams in your either division or the or the other league's division. So, like, the NL East is only playing the NL East and the AL East. So, yeah, like, the Dodgers and Giants have already played a bunch um, and stuff like that. Um, and we mentioned yesterday that the Nats have this weird thing where they either score three runs or score 14 runs, and they're not playing particularly well right now, which, you know, that's how they won. Scherzer got injured recently yeah, as well. Like, it's just, it's weird. But, you know, they won the World Series. But it's also that they, um, 
they did it last year by being uh, they started off really bad. The problem is if they went 19 and 31 again this year, they'd only have 10 games to try and right the ship. So they, they can't, they don't have a lot of room this year. One of, the, one of the things we didn't mention yesterday, when they kind of announced the season was starting and they canceled the All-Star game, which makes sense, a friend of the show, Brian Ludno, texted me and he said, I get all the other stuff, but why can't you have a home run derby? And then I thought and I said, yeah, why can't you have a home run derby? Yeah, a home run derby seems like the most I mean, safe thing to like, do. <laughs> it seems like the smartest. It seems like, you know, you could have you could have easily gotten dudes, you know, it would have been weird to like have people do home run derbies at their own parks. Yes. Yeah, but yeah like, by, by a Zoom or something, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know. Also, it seems it seems like it'd be it seems like it'd be the right thing. And and wouldn't America at this time really benefit from a home run derby? Like, wouldn't a home run derby unify this country like very few sports-related things could, you know? Sure. Yes, thank you. As we, we, Our love of the home run derby has been well discussed on this show from the famous Dingers uh, rant. Dingers! Jack's, Jack's love of the home run derby. Well, you played along with it, and I appreciate it. I went to the last yeah, two. I'll entertain And, uh... And uh, unfortunately, there will be none this year. Um, that was a that was not a minor tragedy. That was a big tragedy. But <sighs> we will adapt and we will overcome. Uh, it was also funny yesterday. We recorded um, the Giants had hit a three-run home run to go up three, and then of course lost the game. They're doing that a lot this year. They're frustrating to watch, but whatever. They're rebuilding. Um, yeah. I think. It's really interesting. I actually thought the Astros would be benefited this year because without crowds, I thought, okay, they're not going to feel it in visiting, in visiting parks. And then they're under 500 this year. I think they're just, they, they are, they've been shook. They done been shook by everything going on. They, they've been shooketh by everything going on. Yeah. Um, the Joe Kelly thing was weird because um, if you don't know, Joe Kelly's a pitcher on the Dodgers who threw deliberately at an Astro and then like, Haunted them and all this and got suspended at first for eight games, then five. It got reduced. And people have to point out that Joe... Kelly's a repeat offender, though. This isn't the first time that he's been somebody. He's a habitual line stepper. Number one, that's a very true thing. Like, this, like Kelly can kind of ride the high horse all he wants. That's what he's doing. Number two, Joe Kelly was also on the 2018 Red Sox, who also cheated. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's sort of yeah. a weird, like, uh, what grandstand pot, is this? Pot meat kettle. Yeah, pot is, pot, the pot's throwing a beanball at a kettle, and I don't understand why the pot's yeah. doing this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one. It is. Um, I guess World Series right now would be hard to pick. Um, the Dodgers look, are looking better. Um, I think the Yankees look good. I it's too early for me to really get a gauge right now, but the and the Cubs look good. I'll I'll come back whenever we do our next episode and we'll see. Uh, but the Orioles are over 500. So if we were doing our traditional weird underemployed World Series pick, oh yeah, definitely. You I know what? Pick, let's we're gonna, go, we're, we're gonna go with it. We're gonna lean into it. It's gonna be uh, Orioles and Orioles and Royals. Orioles and nope, the Royals are in the same league as the Orioles. You gotta uh, pick a National League equivalent. Also, <laughs> I said what I said. Okay. You did not just say that. <laughs> so in the next month and a half, the the entire thing of Major League Baseball will just utterly collapse. Look, there will only be two teams left. They're getting look. They're 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 putting the DH in. They might as well yeah. just you know what? You're right. Shit anyway. 
you heard it here first, and you heard it here probably last. It'll be a Baltimore Orioles Kansas City Royals in a rematch of the 2014 American League Championship Series. They will rematch in the World Series. It'll make sense. And then finally, the sport that, uh, well, the the sport that started it all in terms of shutting everything down, and the sport the sport that kind of brought us all back in a way. Um, the NBA is back, and they start the playoffs as we record this tomorrow. They'll have started by the time you hear this. <sighs> um, the biggest issue... Who won the, who won the play-in game? I didn't... I didn't uh, Portland beat Memphis. So Portland, right. uh, Memphis would have had to win twice. Portland won once. It was close at the end. Uh, at two, David, what did you say about Portland yesterday? That was a very true statement. Seems like they're allergic to defense. That's why I'm not too worried as a Lakers fan. They are a worthy eight. They're a scary eight. I think they could, the Blazers could win the series. Because Damian... Dave is, Dave, Dave is uh, on fire. He's... Um, he, he scored, I think, in succession 61, 51, and 42 in the Blazers' last three games when they needed to get in. 150-something points in a three-game span. It's the most that anyone's ever scored in, in, in three games. He's a, he's, he's, he's a legit boy. Um, but the Lakers, As Kobe said, that boy's cold. That, it, Kobe was right. And, uh, you know, he, Kobe was right about a lot of things. And he was right about Damian Lillard, who is very good. But, again... The Lakers are still a really different good beast, but the same, same animal. animal. You're welcome. Oh, we miss you, Kobe. Um, but he's part of a team that doesn't play much defense, and the Lakers play very good defense, even without Avery Bradley, who was. So he. <laughs> It's Avery Bradley, who is the starting shooting guard, right? Yeah, and I think his son's immunocompromised, so he opted out, which, you know, all power to him. Good for him. He's doing the thing. He's doing the right thing to protect his, protect his family. Absolutely. Uh, we on this podcast are pro athlete and pro athletes. You know, doing what's best for them because uh, they don't because they don't owe us shit. Unless unless that athlete is Nick Young, I do not support Nick Young. Um, but if we don't support Nick Young because he's a knucklehead. Uh, he's a knucklehead. He's well, not only that, but he's a he's a. Uh, Penile philanderer, and uh, we disapprove of disloyal. Yes. Disloyal people in in relationships. We 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 do not support people who cheat on their spouse. That's a hard stance to take on, but we are brave enough to yeah. take that stance. Uh, yeah. Be loyal really, to really your bold take by us. Be loyal to your Um which is why I'm loyal to the Lakers signing to replace Avery Bradley because I'm loyal to my significant other. Um, the oft mentioned on this show, one Jim Ross Smith. The J I have no idea what the JR stands for. Actually, I, I don't particularly care. Um, JR Smith. Heaven's Gate, Heaven's Gate himself. He's that's a strong term to describe JR Smith. Uh, was signed by the Lakers in an attempt to fill Avery Bradley's role. If you don't know why, you can go back to either episode, the bracket, the Great American Sports bracket, or episode eight of Underemployed, where uh, J.R. Smith's all-time stupidity was on display in Game One of the 2018 Finals, where he legitimately forgot what the score was in the final seconds of an NBA Finals game. What the fuck, J.R.? What are you doing? Um, he is, he is, if nothing else, going to keep his his coaches on their toes lest they get a bowl of tortilla soup upside the head. That was also a story in J.R. Smith's history where J.R. Smith on the Cavs got mad at an assistant coach and in 
catering decided to fling a bowl of soup at his head. And now he's a Laker. But you know, like we just said, like this is what happens when when you hire when, when LeBron is your GM. I actually rather have LeBron as the GM than Rob Palenka at times, but that's besides the point. Uh, you know, I still think the Lakers, in spite of Jr. or because of Jr. You know what? I I want to be more optimistic in my down times. I believe that J.R. Smith will do something so out of this world and out of character for him that will uplift the Los Angeles Lakers to We're going to, I mean, I, I have no problem rooting for the Lakers. I got a DMV guy on the team. <sighs> Why am I? Morris? No, not Morris. Um, Cook. Oh! Cook's from Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Oh! With, played with Victor Oladipo. Oh, wow. Shoot. Okay, Quinn Cook then, yeah. Uh, not bad player himself. In my in my last few seconds, I'll bit say of a, bit of a bit of a journey, man. He's played. This is like his fourth team. Now. Yeah, but you know, he's got it going. He's a decent shooter when he gets going. Um, I'll say this for my last few. I'll predict. I'll still go Lakers Bucks again. Shock, but but that Bucks team is they're good. They're good. Um, they're good. Uh, the Nuggets have been a lot of fun to watch in this. Yeah. Um, real real quick, we support. Bull Bull, and we support Taco Fall on this show. 7-3 yes. Bull Bull and 7-6 Taco Fall are huge on the underemployed. Real big, everything real big. And I want one of them to win, not finals MVP because that would mean the Lakers lose, but we want them to succeed in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to look for them. We're going to look for them next year. I think, I think... You know, Taco's been working on his on his three ball. Uh, if he really gets that to hit, uh, I see no reason why he couldn't be a consistent bench guy for the Celtics next yeah. year. And Bull Bull's got just game surprisingly good, surprisingly good passing for a guy his guy his size. He was good. He was hurt last year in college. But he's good anyway. Yeah. Um, so we'll look we'll look for that, and we will update you continuously on Bull Bull and Taco Fall specifically, if nothing else, throughout the playoff run. Um, Main red. Claw zone, Taco Fall. Thank you again for that jersey, which sits proudly in my closet, and I've rocked every once in a while. Uh, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this again quickly. Uh, David and his father both got me. They got me a a Taco Fall Maine Red Claws, who are a D, the G League affiliate of the Boston Celtics. Got me a Taco Fall Boston uh, Maine Red Claws jersey, and I have just that the number one selling jersey in red claws history i can't imagine who else would be number two so that makes sense <laughs> but uh we'll have that for you at some point um nfl news we uh we actually didn't i guess there, i guess the league's happening yeah that number one is like no one really knows because i think the nfl was like most of us were they probably didn't have a plan of like yeah this will probably get figured out by september and then it's like uh mm. but besides that the biggest news uh the Washington football team is now called just that. They are called the Washington football team as they seek a new nickname. And frankly, uh, long time coming. You know, we are support. We we are pro them changing the name. Um, yep. Now the hard part comes. What do we call the new Washington NFL franchise, David? Uh, Red Wolves has been getting a lot of traction. I like Red Wolves. 
it's not bad. Uh, I think Red Tails would be great. Uh, I, I think the reason they might not is because they might just want to avoid any... Copyright. Well, there's, well, there's copyright issues there. That could be it. And also just, I think, coming off of Redskins, they're probably like, you know what? Anything that's any, like, racially, even in a very positive way, it's like, you know what? Let's just try Let's something. Let's just avoid it. Unfortunately, while editing this, we lost some of the audio and I didn't back up the original recording like I normally do. But for context, David was saying that he could really enjoy seeing the team name as the Go-Go's, even though it's the Wizards uh, G League affiliates name too. You know, in fact, actually I was I was working, uh, I was down on 14th Street a couple of weeks ago uh, at a Go-Go band, had rented a truck, like a, like a flatbed, like a flat, flatbed uh, truck, and was driving around the city, just jamming. Uh, the whole way through. So they came up 14th Street and you could hear them coming. Yeah. It's hard not to hear that when that thing's going. So yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it was fun now. It was, they, they were, they were, they were killing it. Um, you could get go-go dancers too as the cheerleaders. I mean, that makes itself, works itself out anyway. Oh, oh yeah. never mind. That's a whole other story. Um, uh, so I, I, I've always, no, very few people have liked this. I like pigskins because one, keep skins. Two, pigskin football three it honors the hogs which yeah. are the fam- i mean they could they should just call them the hogs yeah. actually the hogs would work too um <laughs> although hogs. although with the way that where it's the team plays terribly uh that just sets itself up for bad jokes <laughs> just rolling around in their own shit uh pigsty uh fedex field is a pigsty apparently so i mean that that'd be that'd be a great you know instead of the you know the east coast version of the black holes the pigsty yeah that's right <laughs> People just fling mud at the opponents. <laughs> Better than Philly. Oh my, yeah. Do you like urine? Urine-soaked snowballs and do- and D batteries are a great combo in Philly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll say I think they'll go. I hope the out of the realistic names go with Red Wolves. Uh, yeah. But I'm okay. You know, I think it's also just funny that right now it's just generic Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> like that, it's just such a the, fun. the Washington Crabs would be a lot of fun. Ooh. Although Baltimore would probably get pissy. It's like, hey, that's that's our thing. Don't don't steal our thing. Although they Shut do, up, they've got the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, they're an actually good team, so they got they're probably not even worried about it. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, they had the, they had the league MVP. Baltimore's got the league MVP. Yeah, I really thought that team was going to go to the Super Bowl, and now if they make the Super Bowl, it'll be a weird year. It won't mean that. Whatever. You know what? I'm just happy. I'm just happy that that. Lamar Jackson's the quarterback, uh, and that I'm sure they'll bring back Joe Flacco for a glory run at some point. Lamar will sit out a year and say, Joe, you've earned one final season to lead this team back to glory. No, he hasn't. Yes. Yes, he has. Watch your tone. Watch your Joe tone. Flacco, Watch Joe your Flacco's run. been mediocre the last five years. Okay, that, well. That's, that's generous. Wow, your, your signal's uh, going out. I, I can't. Uh, sorry. Uh, okay. Got to fix it. Oh. Flacco. Oh, I'm sorry. That's weird. The audio just went down. That's weird. Okay, now we're back. <laughs> you forgot. You forgot that I'm an asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, and one more bit of football news. Um, I think during the pandemic, there's a lot of hard stuff. Um, but the hardest part, and it's, it's, I think it's universal, is that the XFL once again... Folded. This time they didn't even get a full season. They didn't get the million dollar game or whatever their championship game was. No, no, nothing. No, he hate me's. The the 
the the the the peacock didn't even get a chance to fully flap its wings and fly before it got struck down by a bolt of lightning or a hunter's bullet, as in this case. I can, you can't keep me cooped up in here, okay? I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. But fortunately, David, our friend, our American icon, America's hero. Amer- honestly, America's hero, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, swooped in like a like an American eagle, and as the XFL was falling to the ground, injured gravely wounded he swooped up gave it medical care and said i will save you xfl i have saved you from the grits of death i have brought you back to the forefront of sports which of course as we pointed out uh, yesterday for the rock is chump change because 15 million he's probably got that in his couch cushion somewhere in any one of his many homes <laughs> so yeah he's um, I'm just 15 great. million I think was, was San Andreas yeah, it's or whatever the uh, whatever that movie with the giant monkey was oh, what was the movie with the giant who cares exactly yeah who cares um, he's the rock so he's got money lying around and he's saving the league and the XFL now for a whopping third time will try and go more than one full season yeah. I will say I had I had a lot of fun at that DC Defenders game uh, I think Audi Field is a great place to do it. Yep. It it was you know it, it allowed them to have a reasonable crowd expectate crowd expectation. They, they um, filled it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the everything was reasonably priced for a pro sporting event. Um, you know, you could get I could get two pretty solid pupusas. I could get a solid pupusa entree there for like eight bucks or not eight bucks like ten bucks and like you know it was a little more expensive than it would have been outside of the stadium but like how often do you get to have papooses at a sports stadium yeah when you say papooses i really think of papoose the rapper so i'm just yeah gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so man you just mad because i'm styling knowing you but yeah i'm glad the xfl gets another chance and i'm just glad that that league gets a chance to flap its wings one more time whether it yep. whether it succeeds or not um speaking of succeeds we have succeeded even even through adversity because this episode got uh got an un expected curveball and he said you know what we can't give you guys a shoddy product we are grade a professionals we are uh grade b entertainers we are grade c people we are grade d friends we are grade f um not lovers i'd put my put us at least grade e on that one the point being that we are forever we are forever (laughs) underemployed is forever and in all sincerity uh that would be a good note to end on but i do want to end on a sincere note uh as not easy and fun as these last few weeks and months have been uh it is really super great to get to do a podcast with my best friend and it's really it's always just great to catch up with you david and talk to you it is always good and in the words of Marshawn Lynch take care of your chickens yeah that's right take care y'all and take care of your chickens I'm so tired.